You're now tuned in to Flavor in Your Ear. Flavor in Your Ear. So it sounds like, I mean, first of all, I mean, I love how you able to uh, speak about your experiences as, you know, growing up, because I'll be a little transparent here. I got a daughter, too. She's like at a teenage age right now. She battling with her mom. You know, I'm over here in Italy, they back in Chicago. She battling with her mom. She left home with her, they were her grandma. Sound like you, right? <laughs> she got a little boy. She got a little boyfriend and all that stuff like that. And she just on this path of just thinking that. I don't know. I, f- I feel like she thinks she know all the answers. And as you can see, I'm real down there. If I ain't been in the military, and I have, I know we said we spoke about how the military is a machine, but I still, I'm still myself. I'm one of the rare few people that I'm, I got, I got in. I know what I want to do, what I want to get out of it, but I've been like, I'm still me. I still got my morals. I'm still myself. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, you know, you've been in, so you know, a lot of people might change. I ain't no asshole. I'm not, you know, I ain't no narcissist. Uh, this military success of sustainment don't have me feeling like I'm on a high horse or I'm better than where I came from. So I'm different. You know, I'm different. And I know it's not the fact with everybody. You you smile because you know people be like that. Listen, I'm thinking about, so I got a homeboy when we Mm -hmm. were in Kansas before we went to Iraq. He, uh, well, he's not my homeboy no more because he, he he got promoted (laughs) and I quit messing with him because as soon as he got promoted, we was outside joking and he's like, uh, we was joking, and then he got mad. Like, all right, soldier, at it. Like, nigga, I know you ain't just trying oh, to tease me on some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and then so fast forward. I didn't talk to him for a while. Then we ended up being cool again. A couple of years ago, I was getting a fence done. He do construction type work, and I was like, you know, you know, somebody to do my fence. He gave me a person. So the person was trying to change the price. So I was like, bruh. Like your person is changing. Call and talk to you. This is your person. Mm-hmm. Call and talk to him for me. Don't call me with that. I didn't. And I was like, what? Like, I get you gave me the number. I screenshot and sent it to him. Like, here, <laughs> here's the number. Well, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Don't call me with that. Acting brand new. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? You ain't never got to worry about it again. I'll never call you again. And then he ripped, like he went off the deep end. And I was like, for real? Like that's how you acting, all right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, you know, you know, being in something like that. Sometimes you meet some people that you probably keep in contact with to this day. And sometimes some people be like, yeah, all right. Once you out of the military, you know, because. I don't regret the military. They did make it's a means to make a way for me. You know, I, I take what I can what I can get out of it. But some stuff I'm never probably gonna conform to the machine. You know, that's just me as a person, right? But I'm not gonna sit there. My biggest thing is my relationships with people. You know, like I'm not gonna fuck over somebody else. You know, to make myself look good. I, I, I never been there the same way like you said when you was growing up. I hate people that like bully or try to make. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so better in my life. So you so small down there. I hate people. I I, I passionately hate people like that. Right. I, I hate it because we all live in life. Right. And you never going to be on top. Even rappers yeah, yeah. are not on top forever. Nobody going to be on top forever. So I can like because even in the military, you serve 20, 20, 20, 25 years. You gone. They not gonna keep you and they forever. and they don't look at you like you something special. Nah, it's, it's, you got that it's, ring on. Right, right, right. Ah. So you not like you can you can give twenty five years of your life. Once you in, you could be the shit. But then once you leave, you back to with the right, same people who might have got out that you know, that you had you that you mess around with. So this is my life lesson. So I'm just you know being transparent there. So when I, when I hear you talk about you know uh, growing up with the with the issues and things like that, you know, and I, I don't say issues, but it's just life experiences with your mom and stuff like that, and making those decisions that like I know 
you and my daughter are like probably like super different age. She she about to graduate from high school this year. But the good thing about it, if she listens to this or not, you know, she'll know that everybody's life experiences, you know, is the same. Like she she's probably living something similar to, you know, her mom ain't her mom ain't ain't going to blows and nothing like that. But, you know, it's a similar situation where she went to live with a grandma and thought she knew what she was doing, got a little boyfriend. Don't fuck with me, don't fuck with a mother, you know, something like that. So it's just I like to have these conversations because Younger people need to understand that life is a repetitive cycle, right? Like, it is. We, um, what I will what say um, mm-hmm. is that I just told um, one of my friend's uncles um, yesterday that when you're a teenager, you know a lot, but you don't know what you don't know yet because you do know some stuff. You've been through some stuff to where you do know a little bit, but you ain't <laughs> but you old enough all. to realize all the things that you do not know yet. So That's if so your daughter was listening to this, what I would tell your daughter is um, take those lessons, those experiences as lessons and use those to build her own character, how she wants to be with her children, how she wants to be perceived as a person. Because um, sometimes we are simply misunderstood and the way that society makes us between society and traditions make us feel like we have to be a certain type of way. And if you're not that mm-hmm. way, then something is wrong with you. And the truth of the matter is we are all different. We are created to be different. If I was like you, then right. it would be no need for me. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, right. Um, <laughs> it's about learning how to embrace your differences. I have an 11 year old. Well, she just turned 12 and she, oh my gosh, she works me. Um, and when I say <laughs> she works me, not in a bad way. It's her personality. But it's also me learning how to teach her to not be mean. Because if you're naturally intuitive, if you're naturally, um, you gravitate to people, then you can be mean. And it doesn't always be purposefully. Um, and mm-hmm. those are times we get it naturally just, that's just our attitude. Like, And in life, you really do need an attitude sometimes. You may not need to use it all the time. But you have to learn how to use your attitude when you need it because sometimes you're going to have to defend yourself. Sometimes you're going to have to speak up and you're going to need that attitude. But then you got to also learn how to be um, receptive to other information where you don't might not need your attitude. You just need to be meek and humble. And and I I uh, I don't like using humble too much because the actual definition is not as good as we make it appear to be. But mm-hmm. you just need to know um, that other people know more than you. I'm always open to learning. I think that that was the best part of me because if my mother would have took the time to teach me some shit, then some of the things that I went through, I would not have had to go through because she would have taught me and then our relationship would have been better. But because mm-hmm. I was on my own so much, I didn't get the value of building a mother-daughter relationship. So a lot of time mm-hmm. is necessary to take the time to build those relationships a lot of times you have kids if you have kids young then you kind of partying or doing whatever when they're young and then as they get older the relationship veers apart because you didn't take the time to build that presence and the presence is what feels like love most long term so um you know just being present and being able to say hey i'm here for you I hear you. I support you. I love you. Like for me, it's a lot because my mother wasn't like that. And the only thing I've ever wanted in life, for real, for real, 
is a relationship with my mom. I always be looking at people and I see people with their moms and I'd be like, oh, that's so nice. I wish, you know what I'm saying? And not in a, because a lot of people think if you see somebody with something that you don't get, you'd be like, oh, man. And it's not like that. Like, I love that. Even when people have parents and I'd be like, they'd be so close. I'd be like, oh my God, if something happens to your parent, you're going to be devastated because they're your everything. I don't know how I'm going to feel when something happened to my parents because we were that close. Like, and when my dad passed away in 2017, it was hurtful, but we had built a great relationship. I would call and talk to him about stuff. He would give me advice. So, and me and my mother, like recently we've been talking, but it's still not quite, you know. It ain't, yeah. At this point, I don't even put my hopes up into having the relationship with her because I feel like if I want to talk to her too much, she's going to say I'm getting on her nerves. Like, shit that regular parents don't say she'd be yeah. like, oh, something else. So, Especially after all this time. Especially after all this time. Yeah, you're, like, so, you're, um, still, you're still who you are, mom. <laughs> yeah, and, and I realized that I used to set yeah. myself up thinking like, okay, it's going to be better this time. And now it's just like, if I talk to you, I talk to you. And if I don't, I don't. And I got to be cool with that. Um, yeah. Knowing that if I try to build a relationship with you the way I want to, you're going to reject me. And that rejection from your mother is the worst. So I just suck. No, I actually really appreciate, I mean, this is like super trying. I, I, I really appreciate how you able to openly speak. I, I know you was like, oh, I talk about anything, but I can really feel how you speak. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't have no reserves when you speak. You're actually speaking the truth. And I can really feel that when you're speaking, which is, which is cool because a lot of us, you know, we feel we try to like we go through experiences or, or shit like that, and we be trying to make the story a fairy tale, and you know, make it make it like you know, like I, I know what you're doing today, you know, that you build on those struggles and stuff like that. But a lot of people be trying to you know make it seem like oh my my life was so rosy and I got to this point now because of this and that. And I love how you embrace the the challenges and the you know the the shit you went through. You're like, yeah, I went through some fucked up shit, you Listen, know, you know, as younger. So I, I I commend you on that. That's what I want to say. Those things really shaped me. Um, but because I have not always been like this. I used to be a little bit scared about what people would say. Um, mm-hmm. when I first started sharing my story in like 2013, 14 on Instagram, um, one, I shut down my whole Facebook. I I had um like I didn't shut it down, but I deleted the app so that I wouldn't push anything over there because that's where all my family was. So I know if I post over here, they're gonna judge. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then and then even when I would post, it would be uncomfortable because I would post something good happening and then my phone start ringing like y'all don't call me on the regular. Why you call me <laughs> don't now? Call me, don't, don't call me now. Call me. <laughs> and so um Mace used to always say, act like who you gonna act, how you gonna act when you get there because they'll never be able to say that you change. So I already start setting up a precedence. If I don't fool with y'all now, then don't try to start fooling. So I started deleting people off my Facebook. So now I post on Facebook, but I was deleting folks like, you just here to just be looking. You ain't liking nothing. I go on Facebook. I'm liking everybody's everything. You can post a damn dog work running and chasing this thing. I'm like, just because, like, why not? Like, mm-hmm. that's what it's mm-hmm. for. Um, but I hadn't always been this transparent to the point of really talking about it like that. Um, because my family is very um secretive. They're very defensive. My cousin um wanted to sue me after she read my book, like she said she would, but I didn't use nobody's names just for that purpose. 
but I literally have been through a whole lot and it's I've been through so much that I don't even have to make up no extra I ain't got to put no spin on it no, 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 no nothing. extra sauce on there right I, it's so like crazy it's like a movie for real and I I I've learned to just accept it um and just run with it like i literally have dreams and this stuff happen in real life and it's nothing that i could do about it so i had to learn to embrace it so when i started out i wasn't always talking about everything or it would be in defense like my ex-husband used to go and tell stories about shit and i'd be like you lying and this is what really happened so when when i when i hear that um drake song elevate the only obligation mm-hmm. is to tell it straight that's how i live my life because i've never been a liar so it's so funny when things happen like um when anything happened i've had other incidents with my family and people be acting like that i'm just making some shit up and i always say have you ever known me to be a liar? If anything, I tell the truth so much that people don't like it because I be telling <laughs> shit that I ain't supposed to say. And mm-hmm. um, so that really um, takes me a lot further because I don't have no reason to hide anything now. Like I've lived it and I um, actually have an episode on Speaking Freedom TV that specifically states transparency will save you from so much things because a lot of people think that if they know something about you, they can use it against you when they feel like it. But if you already talk about everything, then shit, what the hell your ass gonna say that I ain't already said? Nothing. Right. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you can't say nothing, nothing on what? And it was so it's funny not. because when I started, um, I was dating a guy and he was in the middle of getting a separation. And it was somebody that I dated before. But mm-hmm. people thought that they had to low down. Like, oh, she messed with this man and da 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 and it was like, I had already talked about it. Like, the dude was trying to be in the videos and stuff. And I'd be like, bruh, chill out. Like, I don't even fool with you like that. Like, yeah, I wouldn't even mess with you for real like that. It's <laughs> just something to do. What are you doing? And mm-hmm. but people thought that they had a one up and they was trying to, you know, I'm going to share this tea. No, everybody already know about me because I'm upfront about everything. Like, my first book is an autobiography about my life written in third person what else mm. what like what where do i go from here i can't there ain't no drawing back now i didn't talk about sex i didn't talk about all type of stuff in this book mm-hmm. so man so you got it yeah i can't i'm gonna have to keep i'm gonna have to probably get a follow-up episode with you, you <laughs> i like i like your energy i like your energy i like your transparency i love it um you say you read some books um which is cool uh can you st- Talk a little bit about the book writing process. I know you have your most recent book that just came out, but I know you, you've probably been doing all this from, as a sound, you, you came from the mud, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you're doing from step one. You didn't skip any steps in the process. So when you write a book or when you, you know, share something, a story like that with, you know, with a, a audience that you don't know, can you just kind of explain a little bit about that experience and what your most current book is about or just book your books in general? So my very first book, again, is an autobiography. And I started writing that when I was um, coming after I came back from Iraq. So I would mm-hmm. be on CQ duty, you know, rear D, they got you on some bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I was on CQ duty. Um, I had come back for my medical, my knee that I had surgery on. So they sent me back for that. So I was getting a discharge and I started writing it there. And I was just kind of playing around with the you know writing about what happened in Iraq and all of those things and I was just like my story is too um full to just sit on it and that process um it happened like over time like 
the way that I write books specifically is like I have to live out parts of the book in order to write it. So um, I started the book in 2004 um, in like January, February when I first got the military. I mean, when I first came back from Iraq and in between getting out. When I got out the military, I was still trying to do it, but I was kind of like all over the place. I couldn't really hone into it. And then um, in 2005, um, I wrote the end of the book. And when I got to writing the end of the book, everything else just filled itself out. So my first book, um, I'm showing you this book, but they can't see it. They can't see it, but they can hear it though. This first <laughs> book um, is my time. It it actually, um, I started from the back and then I filled it in and it, it goes along the places I stayed growing up because mm-hmm. my memory works in pivots um okay. so major change i i can click into that um and then so on in the book the about the book uh about the author in the book it talks about a series of books to come i wrote that so long ago and i did have other books that i wanted to talk about well recently i published um a faith collection book um, okay, so it didn't start with the faith collection. I actually was had a lot of titles that I wanted to work on. And um, after I got divorced, I felt lost and I was trying to find myself again. And I used to just sit around like, man, I felt like I was losing. I just, I mean, like I was got 100%. I'm like not really losing, but my life has just changed. I got two kids. I got this new, I, I'm in a new house, but it's not fully furnished. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm in the struggle of starting over. And mm-hmm. I used to be just sitting talking. I'd be like, man, I, I, I got a theory. I think that when this happened, it's a trickle effect. And then the result is this. And every day for a few weeks, I would just be like, man, I think I got enough theory. And then I was just writing down these theories. And then I kept mm-hmm. on saying, okay, I'm a, this is going to be a book. It's got to be a book. And um, the book ended up being Spiritual Human Behavior. It took me eight years to write Spiritual Human Behavior. Um, the way that these books, um, well, that particular book uh, worked out is that I was writing it as I went along, but I can't write a book until I get to the end. Um, and then I have to kind of live out what I'm writing about in order for me to be able to write it. So um, I wrote Spirit Human Behavior over a course of time. Um, but within that, I wrote the faith books. And in the faith books, when I write books, I um, generally just have an outline because it's something that I've learned so deeply to where if you bring up the topic, boom, 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 it just come out. So um, I recorded um, four faith books and it's really my journey through faith, but it's also a journey of self-discovery. And then um, it kind of helps you to hone in on manifesting setting your intentions what you want to accomplish and all of my books are about spirituality faith and growth so the spiritual human behavior book ends up being a book that breaks down defense mechanisms help identify childhood traumas or help you to think about when you started acting a different or a certain type of way and then um, it also tells you kind of how to redirect that energy and focus it on a purpose because um, we are all gifted and talented. But a lot of times our gifts are stifled because people 
don't understand that we are gifted and talented. So if you're doing something that's different, don't do that. You can't do this. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's really about becoming the best version of you. Um, and it's based on everything that I've gone through and grown through. So a lot of times you see people that will try to give you advice about life, but they haven't been through nothing. Um, been through, mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't like to mention people's names, but I think about B. Simone's book, the manifesting book. It was a whole big thing because she copywritten, you know, she's copywriting other people's work, but trying to sell you about manifesting. How you gonna mm-hmm. tell somebody something that you didn't really go through to learn? How to do that, that you didn't experience because experience is the best teacher. So he's it's, it's more you, genuine that way. If I tell you something, you can go tell somebody else what I tell you. But the way that I tell you and describe how it works is gonna be totally different because I live mm-hmm. through it. So mm-hmm. when I see things like that, it was just like you know, of course that happened like afterwards. Like <laughs> I got a video now where I get. I, I have a host of copyright, like uh, it's, I got about 12 of these copyright um, certificates and I got a video where I'm like, copy me, bitch, because, you know, you, you're doing the right ones. But, you know, a long time I would I have a lot of ideals. I used to put a lot of ideals online and people would take my ideals like movies, songs, like all type of things. And. I consider myself a muse because a lot of ideals that I have, even if I wanted to do something, I'm not going and making no movie. I'm not doing nothing with that. But if I think Mm -hmm. about it and it can help the culture, help our people, then I need to just give that information. So Mm -hmm. um, I literally stopped sharing certain things. Like I share some stuff, but it's some stuff I know if I share it, y'all going to run with it. So I can't share it. Um, and the industry is just like that. And it's like one of those growing pains that everybody goes through, but nobody really tells you, Hey, watch what you do and what you say, because people will take your shit and run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. So uh, who was it? I talked to, I put some, somebody in a few days ago, cause I tried to network out with people and start that. And they were saying, he was like, Oh, I'm not sharing. I'm not sharing my ideas on Instagram live. Cause y'all go steal it. I start laughing. But when you said it, like, it's actually true. You know that people do do things like that because and, 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 uh, go ahead. It's it's like a stunning creativity. So people say, now you may you may see your idea as something for like passion and and something new, but someone's like, oh shit, that can make a lot of money. You know, that's all they're looking at is like opportunity to make money, right? So the same energy that you try to make an idea with, and the same energy somebody else trying to make, make an idea with, which is why I see why people kind of kind of kind of keep close to the hip and like, a old school thing. I'm a hip hop fan too as well. You know, a lot of uh, you know, you got like Kanye's and Eminem's and Jay Z's and them guys and Beyonce's and them. They don't promote their stuff. They don't say the ideas. They just release it. You know, but they're the more successful. That's more of a recent thing, though. Um, you can talk about stuff, but it is not in your best interest if it's something that um that you really because what I was gonna say a second ago is people will watch you and act like they're not watching. Like, <laughs> yeah. right now, the way I work my Instagram, the way I work a lot of things, um, even though I'm trying to be more open about things now, is when I first started, I would, um, if I had a dream about something or somebody mm-hmm. or I felt something in my shine and I, I would, I would go on a super old post, like, 
200 weeks ago, I'm going to go on a post and I'm going to say something to where you know, I know you're going to see it because you're like, why is this person on this post? This mm-hmm. is weird. And and I would do that and it made like, okay, so I already know Mace. You're now tuned in to Flavor in Your Ear. Flavor in Your Ear.